child of hell, one half wicked, one half good. Small strong fingers go round his tiny neck. Mary Bell, Mary Bell, child of hell, child of hell, one half wicked, one half good. Small strong fingers go round his tiny neck. Mary Bell, Mary Bell, child of hell. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Truth Be Told podcast. I'm Shady. I'm Shafs. Um, Happy New Year. Have you got to 2019? I can remember when it was the millennium, seems like yesterday. When everybody was scared that the computers would stop working, do you remember? I didn't have a computer, you were lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember everyone said when it go, when it went to zero, 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 zero at midnight that said, all the computers mm, would stop working? Everything was in a crash. Didn't the Mayans say that the world was, in a, was at a different time? Oh, I don't know. They say it quite often, I think. I think, I think <laughs> one day they're going to be right. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Okay, so this episode, we're going to be looking at another um, killer from England. Oh, we like our serial killers from England. We do, because we're a small country in comparison to other bigger countries. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it shouldn't be our claim to fame, really, should it? We shouldn't be proud that they're from England. But I, I think it's the weather. Yeah, probably. But then what's the excuse in America? It's a bigger country. It's a bigger country. Um, gun control, not very yeah, good. True, true. Same in Canada, but they say gun control should be a lot tougher. I've not come across any Canadian murderers yet. That would be interesting for another episode, maybe. Yeah, possibly. We'll have to um, send an email to Canada. <laughs> Let us know who your serial yeah. killers are, please. We need them for a podcast. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll find them on there anyway. <laughs> I can't find my can of Coke. It's hiding behind all the equipment somewhere. Oh, it's behind um, your laptop. I can, I can't. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Sorted. Okay. So, should we go straight into the episode? Yeah. Right. So, this is episode six, the story of Mary Bell, the Tyneside Killer. Mary Flora Bell was born May 26, 1957, in Glasgow, Scotland. She was the daughter to Betty, 17, who worked as a prostitute and had alcohol dependency and mental health issues. Mary did not know who her father was. Mary and her mother Betty lived in a run-down part of town in a one-room house. It was reported by family members that Betty had expressed wishes and attempted to kill Mary as an infant. Betty had explained these incidents away, stating that Mary had fallen from a window or accidentally consumed a sleeping pill. Betty decided not to kill Mary when she realised that prostituting her daughter made for a good additional income. Mary and her mother moved to Newcastle-upon-Tyne. It was there at the age of 10 that Mary killed her first victim. They moved into an improvised area in the west end of Newcastle-upon-Tyne where there was a close-knit community filled with working-class families. It was the norm for local children to be playing in the derelict streets 
without parental supervision. Betty was often away from her home and daughter, which left Mary unsupervised for long periods of time. At junior school, teachers noted that although Mary was a pretty girl with dark hair and blue eyes, they expressed concerns about her lack of feelings towards other people. Mary displayed unpredictable and violent behaviour, attempting to strangle children and stabbing cigarettes into the cheek of a young girl to stub them out. On May 25th, 1968, one day before her 11th birthday, Mary Bell strangled four-year-old Martin Brown in a derelict house near his home in Scotswood, Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Martin Brown died of asphyxiation. Martin was last seen on the day of his death at 3.15pm His body was discovered by three boys foraging for scrap wood 15 minutes later. Nearby construction workers were alerted. They tried unsuccessfully to revive him. One of the boys noticed Mary and her friend Norma Bell, who was of no relation to Mary, returning to the house. Mary and Norma tried to get back into the derelict house but were told to go away. The girls then went to find Martin's aunt to tell him there had been an accident, telling her there was blood all over. Strangely, the police could not find any signs of violence, but saw a bottle of aspirin nearby. There were also no visual signs of strangulation, so the criminal investigation department was not called in. Mary and Norma pestered Martin's aunt, asking her whether she missed Martin and asking Martin's mother, June, if they could see Martin in the coffin while screaming. Mary's ominous behaviour continued and the days following Martin's death, Mary tried to throttle Norma's younger sister and was stopped only when Norma's father intervened. It was believed that Mary acted alone in the killing of Martin. However, a short time later, Mary and Norma broke into and vandalised a nursery in Scotswood, leaving a note claiming responsibility of the killing of Martin. At the time, police dismissed the incident as a prank. On 31st July 1968, Mary killed Brian Howe, age three, by strangulation again. Brian was strangled to death in an industrial wasteland where local children were known to play. He was found with various strange wounds, including puncture marks on his thigh, his genitals partially mutilated and clumps of his hair cut off. A few days later, Another mark was found on Brian's body. It appeared that Mary had returned to scratch an M into his skin with a razor blade into his stomach. This time Norma Bell was initially present, but then became afraid when Mary began to strangle Brian and ran away. When questioned by police, 
Norma broke down and confessed to police what had actually happened. Up to this point, police had interviewed several hundred children in the community trying to find out about what happened to Brian. Whilst awaiting trial, Mary was held in Newcastle Police Station. The guards noticed some strange behaviour from her. Mary would wake up from her sleep and bolt upright several times during the night. She would make comments such as, I want to be a nurse so I can stick needles into people, and I like hurting people. In another conversation with a guard, she said, Murder isn't bad, we all die sometime anyway. On one occasion, a stray cat that used to visit the police station for food wandered into Mary's cell and she was found attempting to strangle it. The guard had to force Mary to leave the cat alone. And Mary said, I like hurting little things that can't fight back. Mary Bell was sentenced to lifetime imprisonment for two counts of manslaughter. Mary was eventually convicted with manslaughter with diminished responsibility due to displaying classic psychopathic symptoms. She was described as intelligent, manipulative and dangerous. Mary Bell served only 12 years in prison. She served eight years in a young offenders institution and then was sent to an open prison for four years where she briefly escaped and was brought back. She was released after 12 years in total and was given a new identity. Mary Bell was living with her daughter when she was found by the tabloids. Lord Goldsmith, an Attorney General, granted an injunction protecting their anonymity for life. You know, at first I thought, here comes another serial killer, bad life, grew up really old, managed to get away from murders for ages, and uh, then I realised she was 10. Yep, just um, between the ages of 10 and 11, she strangled two boys. Absolutely shocking. I suppose she did have a bad life, Mm. but um, her age was nothing, really. It always seems to be the case, doesn't it, that... um, you know, I talk to people often and I talk about crimes and I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to try to, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for here, defend anyone. Yeah. I would say, I'm not going to try to defend anyone and say the reason they did it was because blah de blah de blah But when you actually look into the history of a lot of these people, uh, most of the times with most serial killers or people that commit violent crimes, they had a really bad upbringing. Yeah. I'm not saying that's an excuse because there's people out there that do have bad upbringing that don't actually go and do that. No, exactly. There's not many serial killers, though, or many people that commit violent crime that didn't grow up with quite a difficult childhood. No, I suppose they see things in their childhood and then they see it as normal. So if you go ahead and then commit these crimes, they don't probably don't think they're doing anything wrong, especially if they've been mistreated. No, uh, I'm, you know, I'm massively fond of epigenetics. I've always said yeah. that. So I read up a lot about epigenetics and it's a very interesting um, 
I would say, idea that certainly when you're younger, that certain genes can still be influenced by the environment. Uh, and often, if, if you've been brought up to, in quite a violent background, you automatically, that, that's your defence mechanism. Yeah. So that's what you always revert to. Um, prime example, we recently went to watch the film, we won't, we won't uh, have a blooper or anything, um, Three Identical Strangers. I was just thinking about that. Mm. And it's... for, yeah, for those who haven't watched it, it's absolutely fantastic. We watched it at an independent cinema um, here in Manchester, but it's... Uh... Have we given away our location before? Well, we have now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the north of England. Yeah. Um, can't tell by our accent, and this, I've got a bit of a mixture of um, Scouse with, with with my Manchester. That's probably because of obviously you know Where working <laughs> working in Liverpool. But um, yeah, three identical strangers. That is it. Absolute without any spoiler alert whatsoever, and giving away anything. That's a classic example of nature versus nurture. Yeah, and it um, comes into mm. a lot of our arguments, doesn't it, about nature versus nurture for. Um, Serial killers, especially. Yeah, yeah. So what they influence to massively impacts how they how they become resilient and how they deal with stress or difficulties later on in life. Mm. Um, I was reading. I, I don't. I can't remember if I was reading. I'm sure I I heard it on an audio book somewhere. Um, but there was an instant where they had. They said that it was. I think it was a book. Actually, I was studying a book about children in education and, and there's two types of children, they say. Like there's it. one type of child that's really bad. I'm only joking now. <laughs> there's, there's, there are two types of children and the way they deal with stress massively comes down to, well, it comes down to two factors. So I'm mixing in two theories here. One was from, from Mind, who came and did a talk. Yeah. And one is from this, this uh, I think, I'm sure she was a profe- professor at some university somewhere. And she did a research on on two types of children. She said there's children who will work their socks off uh, and uh, a week before an exam. They cram in all the possible revision they can before an exam. And they just sit there reading and reading and reading their material. Mm. And they will go into an exam. And if they fail at the first attempt, they will say, well, what's the point in trying again? Yeah, There's no point in trying again because... Everything I did, I worked my socks off and it's got me nowhere, even though it was only a week of working. Then you get the opposite side of the coin. You get children who um, who will work their socks off and if they bail out or, or they, in an exam they mess up, they think, well, what did I do before and how might I approach that differently mm-hmm. to see if I would do better in the exam? And they're the ones that actually succeed far better, they mm-hmm. say. That, I mean, it's, it's obvious that they succeed far better. But mixed in with the conversation, what Mind was saying with children, they go, there's two types of children. You get children who have parents. And this is where the, the nurture bit comes into it. There's children with parents at a young age who, if they are proposed with a problem or if something happens that's quite bad, you get some parents say, oh, my God, and they, the parents will stress out going, how are we going to deal with this? Mm. And then you get children who have parents who say, you know what, don't worry. It's yeah. not that big a problem. We're going to deal with it. Yeah. And actually, when you look later on in life at the two different children, the one that had the parents that said, look, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Can deal with stress. They don't yeah. reach their stress level as much. Their stress yeah, levels are far good, higher. Um, coping strategy, isn't it? Of course it is. So, I mean, I can imagine just relating back to what we're talking about here, it comes down to the same thing. If you live in an environment where all you see is violence yeah, and everything you do is considered bad or violent or... You're made to do, for this example, she was 
the child was put into prostitution at such yeah, an early age. I think she if, was four. Yeah, if you, that's horrific. Yeah. And if you see that as the norm, then you yeah. spend your life seeing that as being the normal way of living. Again, I'm not making excuses. I'm just looking into a lot of study that's done nature nurture and how people will, will you know, move into something like that. Well, when you were talking about that, I found it interesting that when Mary was in the police cell and she tried to strangle a cat and she said she likes to hurt defenceless, mm-hmm. like, younger things. Mm. Is she not really just talking about her experiences? Isn't that what bullying comes down to yeah. as well? Bullies tend to have a quite a bad... Not all the time, but most times bullies will have someone in the household who will bully them and they they pass that punishment down yeah so maybe she sees it as Mm. hurting defenseless creatures or is her way of dealing Mm -hmm. with it but then obviously that extended to you know humans not just animals even though hurting animals isn't correct yeah um but interestingly this um there's another case of jamie bulger and i'm sure people everywhere would have probably Mm -hmm. heard about it we probably won't go into it too much because it would be a good one to cover in a future yeah, episode. Definitely. But the themes are very similar in terms of it was um, a young child or young children who abused and killed another younger child. Yeah. So when I was researching about this case, it, it made me think of that one mm-hmm. a lot. And that was also in England as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was a case that they, uh, I mean, again, without going into too much detail, they were given, I can never say the word, anonymity. Yeah, I know, I really struggled in the story. (laughs) I hope no one realised, but thanks for... Anonymity. Thanks for making it a thing now, Teddy, and everyone's going to listen and realise I can't speak. (laughs) Well, they were given that, wasn't they? Yeah, um, and that was quite contentious, isn't it? It was at the time, and I suppose... to be honest, um, they've they've moved on. Yeah, they live in and another country live, now, and, don't and they? And it was a case, I mean, uh, we will d- go into more detail on it when, when we do cover it, but yeah. uh, from last I heard, um, one of them got, got married and his, yeah, wife had no I- and yeah. his wife had no idea of That's his history. That's not fair. Yeah. I understand the human rights, mm. but then what about the human rights of the wife and mm. the children? Especially since the crime was committed against a child. Yeah. And, and one of them continued. One of them continued yeah, doing he stuff. Did. Yeah, and, yeah, and he was, he was caught up, so... Um, we'll talk more about that one then, but just just relating to obviously a very very young child who who's commit murder. Do they know mm. what they were doing? Um, there's, there's other cases. Certainly mm. one I'd like to cover, um, which was a, a young teenager in America that did um, as a group did a similar thing. Oh god! It's absolutely slipped my mind to who it was now because I hear that much or or, yeah. or, or watch that much crime. Um, but that's one we'll definitely cover, um, and that involved a very similar concept where she actually. The, the the girl who committed the murder had a very tough upbringing. Yeah. And much later in her life, even though she'll probably never leave prison, uh, the victim's mother have forgave her oh. for a crime and actually yeah. um, helps quite massively with... Um, what did she do exactly? She um, she looked... The, the actual killer looks after dogs in the prison now and the mum actually is part of that process of helping her look after dogs and letting them... The victims. Yeah, one. the victim. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting concept yeah. where she actually, the, the the killer herself actually says, "I know what I did was wrong, and I was so messed up when I was younger, mm. and I was so messed up, and I and I know what I did was wrong." But you know, she didn't. She never says, but she understands what she did was wrong. But she's yeah. a completely rehabil- rehabilitated person. And I think you don't really hear of those stories mm. as much, do you? Know, Normally, it's kind of, mm. oh, the the killer showed no remorse, and and that mm. was it. 
But mm. I suppose there are people who are rehabilitated, and especially if they did it as a young child, what, and then realised what they did was what wrong What would you later. consider young, out of interest? Well, I don't know, pre-teenager, Pre-teenager? Maybe. I guess that's a whole different debate, isn't mm. it, of when you actually start becoming a child. Yeah, Myra, Myra Hindley was about 19 when she met Ian Brady. Yeah, I think that's old enough. You think that's old Personally, enough? Personally, okay. yeah. Leaving college? Yeah. Okay. That's old enough to know it's what's inter- wrong No, it's right. just an interesting concept, isn't it? I can it? see, like, if you were... Even ten, I think, was probably old enough. But I could see if you were, like, five or six and you never knew anything but violence, where yeah. would you distinguish your moral compass, compass mm-hmm. from? Yeah. But when you're a teenager, you've seen a bit more of life generally. Mm. Obviously, it depends on the actual circumstance. Yeah. And Myra, Myra Hindley was an interesting one because she didn't... From what we can see, she didn't have a violent history. No. No. So, hmm. <laughs> but we'll cover these in the other um, in the other topics. Yeah, I mean, the more we we're can. talking about it, the more I'm really realizing how much there is in England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you always hear about the ones in the states. Usually, we never really seem to hear about the ones from England mm-hmm. as much. And we live here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so, what do you think about what what's been in the media about this then? So really interesting. There's two books on Amazon. I couldn't find him anywhere else but on Amazon. <laughs> don't advertise Amazon. <laughs> we just advertise them. I was going to say we don't get any yeah. money for this. But no. Yeah. Feel um, free to so... send us money if you want. But... <laughs> One <laughs> book is called Cries Unheard, the story of Mary Bell. Mm-hmm. And there's another book, The Case of Mary Bell, a portrait of a child who murdered. And they are by the same author, so she must be really interested in this case. Mm-hmm. And in the media, so on television, there's an episode of Murders That Shocked the Nation. Mm -hmm. It's episode five, and it's just called Mary Bell. And the last one is interesting. There was a Law and Order episode based on Mary Bell. So it was season 10, episode two, and it was called Killers with a Z. Mm -hmm. And this one was newer isn't it i think it was 1999 well not so new now but the victims families weren't happy about law and order using the case right as a basis of one of the episodes which i can kind of get i would have thought they would have um asked permission first right i don't think they have to unless they're using the exact same details they just based it on it okay um i don't think they kind of admitted that they based it on it but the story was very mm. similar and the families obviously weren't too happy about that okay so that's it really in terms of what's in the media there's no big um hollywood film i suppose no one no. would want to make a film like yeah. that was she considered a serial killer don't know with two it depends Probably on not. surprisingly i asked this question uh last year and i, I realized i think serial killer is based on which country you're from to how oh, many killings really? are yeah yeah so Ooh. depending on which... Well, obviously, there are different types of killers. You get spree killers. Yeah. Spree killers are when um, it's done over a very short period of time. And a lot of, there's a lot of deaths. Um, okay. Whereas serial killers is something that... Spans. It's an interesting... It's not even Fine. just spanning. Um, it goes into a lot more detail than that about the reason behind it, why you've done it, and the length of time. Oh, and really? Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting concept. But I'm pretty sure serial killer is different in number in each mm. country. Well, I think two probably wouldn't be a serial killer. I've got a feeling in America two is considered really? a serial killer, but 
don't quote me on that. I'm sure someone who's listening out there might send us a message and <laughs> tell us otherwise. I'm pretty sure two okay. is classed as a serial and killer. And it depends, doesn't it, that if she wasn't caught, would there have would, been many more? So, I, I think there would have. I think so too. She seemed to not realise she seemed to enjoy what she was doing. Yeah. She seemed to enjoy the, that. Um, she enjoy, yeah. There was... The fact that she went back and carved an M into the body of Brian mm-hmm. is what kind of sticks with me. Yeah. She wasn't afraid to return back to the scene of the crime. And Mary, again, wasn't scared to go back the first time she tried yeah. to go back, but then was stopped by construction mm-hmm. workers. So yeah. she doesn't seem to have realised what she'd done. Yeah. Whether she does now, I don't know, because she has a new identity and lives with a daughter somewhere in England. She might be living next door. Which is frightening. Yeah, she has a daughter as well. Absolutely frightening. I think to she's think about. sixteen. Wonder, you know, do you ever grow out of a violent history? And I mean, I'm <laughs> so knows. wrong to say that because some people, again, will have a very bad history and think I'm never going to be like that. Yeah. You know, whether it be but whether you kill someone is a different <laughs> ball game yeah. altogether, or right? Whether it be genetics or mm. the way you were brought up. I mean, she has a daughter now, mm-hmm. and. I think she may even... Actually, no, sorry, her daughter's older now and she actually has a grandchild as well. So would you ever feel safe knowing that she has access to a young child? Hmm. I don't... Because the two people that she targeted were people in her community, so they weren't random people. They were people she knew. Right. And probably saw every day. Nothing's happened since, though, that we're aware of. That we're aware of, no. Okay. All right. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Yeah, I did. It was a, it's an, it's a very different from ones that we've done before. Yeah, the first just, time you've done a child killer, really. Well, yeah, I just came really across it and thought, no, a child killer, it's not something you come across all no. the time, no. which is a good thing. No, not at all. But interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for joining us again uh, for episode six. That was the story of Mary Bell, the Tyneside killer. Um, hopefully you'll hear from us again soon. I'm Shady. I'm Shabs. Ciao for now. Bye.